What's up, everybody? Welcome into a non-excited version of SSPN. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably like the least hype intro I've ever had, Ethan. And <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say, dude. That was just awful. Um, here, let me look before we even get into the thing. This will be a little bit funny. Let's address this. Sorry about the last, the way the episode ended last time, <laughs> and that we had like five minutes black screen on there. Yeah, my, my computer was completely glitching out, y'all. I wish I could take a video of it, like I had one, and like maybe play it on the stream when I got back, but I wasn't going to like put my phone up, you know, like when we were doing it. But, you know, it's kind of fitting, Ethan, because the way that the stream ended last night, you know, we weren't able to finish the way that we wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And neither could the Spurs and the Raptors game, and they couldn't start or finish tonight <laughs> uh, in Indiana in what was a complete domination um, reminiscent of the Clippers game, another 40, this time a 41 point loss. Uh, and we were talking about it beforehand. I asked you, you know, which game was worse and, you know, you unanimously, unanimously said this one and I agreed. And that's just because we saw the same mistakes we saw in the second half all game tonight, Ethan. Yeah, to it was that, that Raptors game. I mean, to specify. Yeah. You would think that coming out of a game, in the way that we lost against the Raptors where we lost all momentum and our energy was low. We made a lot of silly mistakes that they would at least come out firing with, with higher energy in the first quarter. That wasn't the case. Uh, defensively, we continue to struggle defending pick and roll, especially against very talented point guards like Tyrese Halliburton. And he pretty much did whatever he wanted to Judy only had 20 points, but he had 10 of those points in the first quarter alone, uh, three for six with six assists um, and, and it really just wasn't him. The Pacers give them credit. They were really torching us from all angles and they were shooting lights out. Um, and so if, if you can space 64% from three in the first half, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. 60% to end the game. So the Pacers didn't even cool off. They watched the tape, Jude. If you can play solid pick and roll against the Spurs and space the floor, you're going to win. Because we, we're just not making the smart defensive rotations. Guys are lost. Um, we're double teaming in weird spots. Like you said, we're blitzing in weird spots. We, it, we're just lacking all kinds of chemistry. And that, that comment's a great point. Maybe a lot yeah. of it is Devin Vassell because he certainly fixes a lot of these problems. But at the same time, that's one player. The rest of the team is still here. You would think we would have some level of continuity, uh, but that wasn't the case. And offensively, um, Wemby had nine shots. Uh, the only person that shot more than him was Keldon with 10. Keldon had kind of a, a solid game scoring the ball, but he really, at least cared. At the yeah, end. He, he tried. Oh, he made an effort. He's, he attacked the rim. You know, that was really the only positive is we attacked yeah. the rim. We really, we got their bigs in foul trouble, but it really didn't matter. Um, and, and we were talking about what was worse this game or the Clippers game. In this Clippers game, at least we had a couple moments where it felt like maybe we had a chance like to make a run. In this game, there was there was no point at all where it felt like we were about to make a run, and it was really bad when Matt Bonner was like, "You know, we cut it to twenty one, like that's pretty good." And I was like, Ooh. "Like that was the highlight of the game when we cut the lead down to twenty one, right. like that's that's pretty pitiful basketball." Yeah, um, I guess the other thing I'll say, and and this is not an excuse whatsoever, and I think you've probably already gotten that if you've been watching the four minutes of this stream, that we're not making any excuses. Mm -hmm. But it is the seventh game of the season, so that is something we can remember. 
but that's really the only that's the only thing other than with Devin being out. I want to address that too. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that's the reason we lost tonight whatsoever. I think if he plays and we put on this same performance, just like the Clippers game when he did play, we get blown out by 40. Um, But what I will say is the miscommunications and the defensive issues, I think, do stem, did stem from him being out. Um, And it is kind of tough that right when we kind of got our rhythm going in those two Phoenix games, you know, we we lost him. And then we've kind of seen this. But at the same time, you have that Raptors first half. So you know that we can we can play the right way with this lineup. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And, and so that's where it's it's not an excuse. But at the same time, I, when I look at you know, and God bless Doug, but like sometimes when I'm seeing him get beat in rotations, he's not getting as many minutes if Devin's playing. You know what I'm saying? And there were a lot of times Malachi's getting beat too. He's going up against uh, against second stringers. You know, mm-hmm. um, if if Devin's playing. Yeah. For sure. And that's the most frustrating thing you touched on just now, Jude, is that – what are you laughing at? The <laughs> oh, comment? No, this one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's absolute facts, Film Room. He's being positive, and we gotta, we got to applaud that. Um, mm-hmm. What you said earlier in that, that little diatribe you went on there, which was we know we're capable of playing well. We've seen it against Phoenix twice. We saw it in that first half against the Raptors. I guess it just comes right back down to that age thing and that immaturity and lack of mental toughness, Jude. Like the the first quarter was twenty eight to forty four. Second quarter thirty three to forty two. You would no think, response. Yeah, you would think there would be some kind of run there, um, but absolutely none. And and it comes back to that point that Pop touched on, and we continued to to emphasize and it's when 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 your points of emphasis aren't going well a disconnect is likely to occur especially with a young team um tonight felt like one gigantic um disconnect pretty much right off the bat yeah we're we're definitely we weren't connected whatsoever tonight Mm -hmm. um you know we talked about kind of that term in ball speed i don't think necessarily ball speed was the issue tonight we were just overall completely um discombobulated um not like we said not connected not in rhythm Mm -hmm. not i mean just i don't even i I don't even know what to describe because a lot of the stuff was the same as what we talked about last night for 25 minutes even yeah it was and there's one point that i do want to talk about and blah 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 kind of alluded to it there with his comment um vic shot selection I want to get him as many shots as we possibly can. I still think we need to feed him the ball more at times. We're really missing opportunities to get him down low. Uh, but at the same time, he's dribbling too much for my liking, Jude. And I know that's what makes him so unique at seven foot four is he has that incredible handle. Uh, but when he gets the ball kind of in the mid post or even the low block, he takes like a minimum of four dribbles. And when you're getting defended by guys that are six, 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 seven, sure you have the height advantage, but if you're dribbling that much, they're going to pick it away from you because they have the lower center of gravity. And a lot of times that's what's happening. And he's getting bailed out sometimes because of just like getting the foul call uh, because of his eight foot wingspan. They're just slapping him on the wrist every once in a while. But I would much prefer him just go straight up, you know, when he gets the ball, even if he is 15 feet away from the basket, you. Like they're not going to block you. He's going to shoot over yeah. everybody. Catch it, turn, shoot. 
catch it, turn, hook. Like, how many times did Tim Duncan dribble the ball when he hit those 20, yeah. 15, 20 foot bank shots? He right. didn't. He faced up, jab, jab, pull. Like, and Timmy was only 6'11, 7 feet. He's 7'4. So I know that's what makes him special, but I, I, I still I would prefer him to tone that back, at least for now. Yeah, I, I, I get uh, speaking of, of Victor Wembanyama, he's in the comments right now. Uh, <laughs> and he says the reason that he can't shoot is because mm. he feels like he has to force things right now because he isn't getting enough touches. And I do think That's that does have something it. to do with it, it. Um, for sure. But at the same time, I get what you're saying in the sense that like, I remember a post up during this game where we got it to him in the post and he was just, it was just like, like you said, like four or five dribbles immediately trying to get around him. Let me try to back him down or whatever. And I don't even know who he's matched up against. It might've been, you know, it had to be some combination of, it was some big, you know, it was Miles Turner or Isaiah Jackson or, and as much as like, you know, we flaunted over Wemby and, and he's so immensely talented, all that stuff. Right. Like as of right now in this season, he's not really going to be backing some dudes down like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's no reason for him to do that, which I think just ties into what you were saying in the sense that what he can do is shoot over them right now and and beat them in that sense. And but I but I will say I think he's just trying to, you know, get as close to the basket and mm-hmm. it goes back to that like disconnect that. thing you were saying. And and you're right. It's a, the touches. Victor Wimbanyama made a great point because I we I was texting you. There was a point where he did post up and he had good positioning, but Jeremy also posted up just a little bit higher. And I can't remember who the ball handler was, but he waved off Wimby to go across the court to weak side. And I was like, and, and he fed Jeremy for the, for the post up and Jeremy took like a 10 foot fade away and fade missed. Away. And I was like, why on earth? Like I love Jeremy Sohan, but no, no, you wave off Jeremy and you feed Victor Wimbanyama in the block. Like if you're trying to score and you're down by 30, that's the move. It's not let Jeremy go one-on-one. Yeah, dude, the other thing about that possession that annoyed me, that that was actually, before you even texted me about it during the game, that was one that I was just like, and I didn't even realize that they waved off Wemby. That would have frustrated me more. But when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so Han's got a post up with, with RJ Nemhart, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, this is a good situation. Let's back him down and try to get a shot at the basket. But instead, we're going to shoot a post fadeaway. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Jeremy, you have a five-inch and like, probably 20 pound, you know, advantage mm-hmm. on this guy. And he's been doing that kind of all year. And, yeah. and like I said, you know, there's a lot of things I, I like about Jeremy, but um, when he tries to force things and this goes with his, with his point guard play as well. Um, and his shoot, just his offensive play, whether he's playmaking or shooting, when he tries to force things, it, it it's just, you know, turnovers or missed shots happen. And we've seen when he doesn't do that and we're in a free-flowing offense, you know, in the Phoenix, the, the two Phoenix games, really. Um, you know, we, and obviously there were struggles in the first one, so it was more the second. You know, we've seen some good things there. Um, but, yeah, when, when, when he's forcing things and you don't have Devin Vassell out there and then we're not rotating on defense, it's not a very good recipe. Is it just me, Jude, or... Is Jeremy playing a little less aggressively this year? I know, like, not in the sense that, like, yes, he is forcing too many offensive possessions, but like last year, it felt like when he was driving to the rim or he had a post up, it was more physical. It was let me finish with a dunk, let me let me get a hook shot. And this year, it feels a lot more like finesse. 
and he's missed a couple bunny layups where I like in my yeah. mind I'm like turn it over and slam it like he's not he's not finishing with the, enough aggressiveness for my liking. I completely agree. Um, I don't like this isn't an excuse, but it, it's more of an explainer, I guess you could say. Is Please. you know he he's I think he's just hesitating overall in yeah in playing point guard for the first time in the NBA for sure. And unfortunately that's just going to be something we live with. And uh, until he, I understand gets people used who are it. frustrated with it. Sorry. Yeah. I interrupted you. No, you're good. I was saying we have to like live with it until he gets used to it until he gets comfortable or pop's going to have to say, this is the end of the experiment. Um, but I'm not so certain that moving him away from point guard to like forward fixes that hesitancy necessarily. It might make him a little more comfortable, but I don't know if he becomes any more aggressive, at least initially. So. Yeah, I we'll we'll have to see with that. The thing is, is that Pop has like stated that it's for the whole year, so that's true. I, I mean, and you know, things can change, but I, I feel like if he's saying that, as you know, the whole reason we came up with in the summer when we kind of said that this could happen was because of stuff that Pop had been saying, you know, and mm-hmm. that is what has ensued. So, like I said, I don't really anticipate any changes, but I think if we continue to have these struggles, you know, it might have to, mm. you know, you yeah. might have to see, see some changes. But, I mean, that would that would be, like, very far into the season. You know what I'm saying? But I think, like I said, I think he's just hesitating. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assumption. But hey, the other thing I want to talk about – sorry to, to No, to you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, the other thing I want to talk about there – and I understand, like, we've said this before, too. Like, Trey is a more natural point guard than him. Obviously, he's played it longer. He played at Duke, et cetera, et cetera. But, dude, we saw Trey get cooked tonight again. I mean, God bless him. Like, it's a I, rough game. You know? Like, I, I just, it was, you know, and that might be maybe in the draft next year or, uh, you know, down the line making a move for somebody else. I don't know. Or maybe somebody can develop into that role better. Um, but I mean, I'm seeing, I'm not, I'm not sure <laughs> like he's going to like, you saw trade like, yes, Sohan got cooked by Halliburton, but so did Trey. I mean, like, it's not going to be, especially against some of these big point guards, as we've talked about, I just don't feel like that fixes all of the issues. And, and like you said, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe it would be better for, I mean, th- th- we're saying this and it's the seventh game of the season. So yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep waiting. But as of right now, when we're watching these type of games, it's 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 definitely making me think about it, you know, more more than three games ago. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Man. <laughs> Trade six first for Tyrese Halliburton. I, somebody right. was saying that last night, too. Uh, and so they were like kind of arguing with somebody and they were like, how do they say no? I'm like, because this isn't 2K. Tyrese Halliburton's an all-star point guard. And the Pacers are building around him. They're never, they'll never accept a, a trade for, for Tyrese like that. Yeah, July twenty six says Jeremy at PG is temporary till we can draft a good one within these next years. Um, I mean, I could definitely see that. But the thing, you know, when I'm when we're talking about that, and like you said, you know, maybe he might, you know, if this continues very long into the season, like you mentioned, maybe we might have to call off the experiment or whatever. Like I just, I really think they're going to run with this the whole year. And and the thing is, and and the other thing is, as we've mentioned before, like we're not winning the championship year this year anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think 
Pop cares that much. He's just like, this is it to him. This probably isn't that surprising to be honest, but yep. because you bring in Victor Wembanyama and all of the media circus hype behind it, you know, I mean, that's just put, and, and reasonably, I, I was going to say that's just put our expectations through the roof mm. and as it should, mm. you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, Pop doesn't care about none of that. You know no, what I mean? And I'm not saying that, 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 and when I say that, I'm not saying that that's the right decision to lead us to more wins, but they're just thinking so future sided with this team, man. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are valid points. And one last thing I wanted to say about like the team offensive struggles, and it doesn't necessarily point to Trey. It doesn't point to Jeremy. It points to literally everybody that played tonight. And that's when we're running our offense. I was watching throwback 2014, 2015, 2016 Spurs. And it's basically the same offense. If you want to go back and look at it, the difference is, you know, those guys with Boris Diaw, Timmy, Tony, Manu, they were making plays and they were making decisions to pass the ball with a purpose. There was a purpose behind every decision that they made. And our guys, it almost feels like we're going through the motion of the, oh, I have to pass this because that's the, that's the game plan. Pop told me to pass this in practice, so I'm going to pass this. Or suddenly Regardless I'm gonna... of if there's hands in passing lanes or somebody mm-hmm. coming, exactly. Yeah, it's predetermined. It's predetermined. And then sometimes it feels like they're just like, you know what? I don't want to hand this one off. I'm going to lift it up and pass it to the next guy. And I'm like, why on her? Like, there's no, there's no IQ in these decisions. It's just going through the motions. Yeah, or sometimes we'll just decide to go take a shot. Yeah. Like, we'll just ditch everything and go take a shot. And sometimes it leads to a wide-open layup, but sometimes it leads to bad shots at the rim, you know? Mm-hmm. There were very few possessions back then, 14, 15, 16, that ended with a bad shot. So we yeah. know the offense works. A lot of our possessions are ending with contested jumpers or a forced isolation on the wing uh, where, you know, we get blocked at the rim or something that doesn't look pretty. Yeah. You know, we've been talking this whole time, Ethan, and obviously this was a not good performance by the Spurs, but I do want to say that this was a crazy performance at the same time Mm -hmm. by the Pacers. Like I do like a lot of tonight did have to do with the Pacers just going absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And you know, it is kind of funny as much as the Cavs are going through their injuries right now, that's still a, you know, they still have Demich, they still have Mobley, they beat them in the in-season tournament game this past Friday. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they beat them earlier in the season, too. And that's one example of kind of, I think the Cavs are struggling right now. But still, um, I think that this, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. With, the, the, the point is there's a lot of, I mean, we have a lot of young talent, too. But they got a lot of young talent. Yeah, they and do. A lot of better shooters than us right now, I would say. And I Rick think Carlisle's doing a good job with them also. I just want to give them some credit. Obviously, yeah, sure. there's a lot of stuff that we did bad tonight, but like they they played out of their mind. They shot crazy. You know, we got to acknowledge that too. Yeah, they have a lot of length, a lot of youth, a lot of a lot of shooters. I'm high on the Pacers. I hope that they they end up playing well. And if they can keep this like unit together for the next couple of years, they could be dangerous cuz right now it's really like Tyrese and Turner are like Tyrese is an all-star but they don't really have another all-star, but they have some budding young talent. And then Jairus Walker, the lottery pick, who didn't yeah, even play until crunched until like the very end of the game. Um, they could be dangerous. So shout out to them for sure. Well, the last thing we can kind of talk about on this game before we wrap this thing up, Ethan, is just 
when it comes to to Wembenyama, and I see we just got a comment in here. I haven't even read it all, but it's just kind of funny that we got one right mm-hmm. as I was about to talk about this. Is it just kind of felt like in the first half, like at some points it felt like he was non-existent like it like we weren't even it felt like he wasn't even playing Mm -hmm. and I say non-existent I don't mean that's his fault I mean like we're not we we I was I was shocked that after the way that the second half went and the shots that he made in overtime last night or last afternoon like I, I was just very surprised that it wasn't an emphasis to get him the ball more yeah what what did he shoot actually he went two for nine but I feel like and a lot of those a lot of those misses like some of it was the dribbles that you were talking about earlier but a lot of those like when I look at his you know box score field goal percentage tonight I'm like we we didn't get him any good situations though No yeah we didn't we didn't and when he finally did get good positioning what did we do we waved him off Right so <laughs> Definitely needs to be a fix there I don't know who to blame Maybe there's nobody to blame maybe it's still just getting used to everything but God, man, I don't know. Is it Pop's fault? Is it his teammates' fault? I... Well, Pop, the other thing is, I mean, I don't really think we're doing much. I mean, did that's we really true. call that many plays tonight? No. Like, that, that just ties it, yeah. That just ties in to kind of to, to what he said before the season. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this isn't an excuse, but this is just a fact. We actually did get younger from last year overall with our age, like our average age. Not an excuse at all. It's like we, we, we saw the, the media day, but... I mean, the symptoms of, or the, not the symptoms, the, um, well, no, it would be symptoms. <laughs> symptoms of a young team are being very inconsistent like this. I mean, think about it. We've yeah. had wins and close games, and then we've had 40-point losses. Yeah. I mean, this this was back-to-back. I mean, even though the Raptors game was different, it was kind of back-to-back similar, but the inconsistency definitely exposes and highlights our youth. For sure. For sure. <sighs> Yeah, um, but it doesn't get any easier, Ethan. This is what will be our last thing to wrap up because we got an ESPN game. National media, after we've been playing like this, I mean, mm. I, I would be we have to be telling them this like, hey, guys, you're, if, you, if you play like that again, you're going to get embarrassed on national TV this time. Yep. And it's in the garden against the Knicks, you know, so we, we got to come out completely different on Wednesday. Good Lord. And we, we are struggling against – good point guards in the pick and roll that's all Jalen Brunson does is play in the pick and roll and isolate smaller guards and oh Jeremy's not going to be able to keep up with his quickness yeah. ah, it's going to be a rough one let's hope Wemby yeah. goes crazy in the garden unless uh I think somebody in the comments earlier might have said Vassell might be back I don't think that that's going to solve all of our problems but I think that would definitely help a lot helps um and 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 honestly, even when we it comes to our switching on on Jalen a little bit as mm, well. True. Um, but dude, when I just think about like <laughs> Trey or Jeremy on, <laughs> on Jalen Brunson and how many and getting caught behind screens and mm. leading to open threes, I'm already seeing it, man. And then on top of that, it's like if you don't have a cell play, then it's going to be Malachi. Mm-hmm. And and oh my gosh, I you know I love Malachi's potential. I had to remind myself when I was getting mad at him tonight that he's 20 years old, playing like his first like real season of rotation minutes in his seventh game. Um, <laughs> but there he's he's got a lot to learn on defense. Obviously, offensively he's he's you know pretty solid already. But um, <laughs> if he plays on Wednesday, that if he's starting and Devin's still out, um, yeah, it's probably going to be another rough 
defensive performance. Oh, and, and, and Emmanuel quickly. Yep. Can't forget about him. Yo, you know who else? Um, oh, what am I saying? There is a silver lining with the New York Knicks. Do you know what that okay. is? We have to pray and plead to the basketball gods that Julius Randle takes 30 shots. <laughs> he, right now, he has the worst field goal percentage in the NBA. We need a Wembenyama dominant performance over over uh, Julius. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Oh, that's going to be a tough one, too, because we've been getting banged, be banged down low. And they have Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson. Hartenstein, Randall is not a schlump on the boards, even though he's been shooting terribly. And who else? They? I feel like I'm missing somebody else that's been playing solid for them. Um, whoever it is, those three well, guys are enough. by a former Nick tonight, Obi Toppin. <laughs> his defense, he's de- no, his defense was really, really special tonight as well. This was a tough one, man. This was a tough one, Ethan. You got any final thoughts? Dom Barlow for game uh, MVP, I think. He had a couple of nice plays there. He, you know, when he first came in, it was like everything changed, and then. And then he got dunked on and swatted, and I cried. Yeah, well, good luck. Good luck to uh, the Spurs. Go, Spurs, go. Don't let Josh Hart have seven for seven from three-point land because we just <laughs> we keep letting non-shooters just torch us from outside. Dude, that was the other crazy thing. Like, you know, I, when I was watching that Raptors game, and this will be the last thing before we end, when I was watching that Raptors game and Scotty and OG were hitting us, like, I was like, man, maybe this is just – you know, like they're they're improving every year. They're becoming better shooters. And, and like, I went on Twitter afterwards, and like Raptors people were like, "Career shooting game for Scotty and OG." <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, nope. They just they just sniped us. They just had a career performance against us, just like the Pacers tonight. Back to back days, career performances. Uh, you know, in in offensive categories for both teams." Sorry, one more thing. No, keep going. Just quick apology to the Raptors fans who always show out for our live stream. So shout out to Toronto, big basketball fans. But they wanted to correct this, Jude. Apparently, OG Ananobi, I didn't know this, has been basically a 40% three-point shooter for several years now. Okay. So when I called him a non-shooter last That's game, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Scotty, yes. Scotty was a non-shooter. Apparently, he's also doing better this year than normal. But I'm sorry, the country of Canada. There you go. There, you, you know, it's funny because you texted me about that. And then I ended up seeing like one comment from a Raptors fan. And he was like, great analysis, guys. Y'all have a young, super young team. <laughs> and thanks, I hope Toronto. you guys do well. And we always appreciate you guys for, for our championship. And thank oh, you for treating nice. Damar and Jakob well. And I was just like, well, there's somebody out there who, mm. who got good vibes from us last night. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, Ethan, I'm just glad that my computer didn't like just, I, I don't even know what to call it. It was like, I, I don't even know. I'm just glad that it went well tonight and I could actually see you while you were talking because it was mm. just like a freeze frame and it was like half of my browser was in half. And I had like two, you know, on your MacBook, if any of y'all have that, you have all the apps on the bottom. I had like three of those on my screen. Half of it was black. I mean, it was just, it was like when, you know, your Xbox 360, when you got like the a red the ring death. Like that was like that on my MacBook. Like I wasn't oh, sure if no. we were going to be able to to even continue, you know, to do the stream tonight or Wednesday. <laughs> you know, my it was kind of mirroring the Spurs, to be honest. It was mm. a it was a foretold of hey, this is this is how the game ended tonight, and this is how it's going to look tomorrow. It's just going to be a mess. 
Well, let's hope your computer stays healthy for Wednesday's game against It's the- healthy right now, so maybe this is a good sign. This might be an omen. Please, Lord, have mercy. That's all we can hang on to. We appreciate all you guys hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back for that national TV game, 9 o'clock this Wednesday, regardless. Thank y'all, and thank y'all for all the love on the last video. That was at like the last time I checked. It might be at more, but it was at like 1.3K. So mm. shout out to all y'all, um, even in the losses, for showing out and hanging out with us tonight. Um, go Spurs, go. We're going to be here regardless, no matter what. So we'll keep seeing y'all. And if you like the content, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button below. If you want to stay updated with everything, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSPNYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. Hopefully, I'm just hoping that we can be competitive on Wednesday. Let's let's hope for that. Mm, likewise, Jude. We'll see y'all.